0: This is an Irish Independent Podcast.
1: People are starting to understand what they need to ask when buying a used electric vehicle. And so it's battery health or the state of health in that battery and running a report or getting a report from the dealership. The manufacturers will give you a fairly decent warranty. It could be five, six, seven, eight years. The government have decided rather than subsidising the purchase of electric vehicles, they're going to keep that pool of money in that electric vehicle space and start subsidising the charging networks and the charging stations around the country. So the EU are bringing in a regulation where X amount of kilometres, I think it's 60 or 70 kilometres per motorway, there has to be an EV charging hub.
0: Hello, and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, in association with Square. Square helps you look after your business needs from menu management and online ordering to payments. Visit square.com for more. Now, what's the best electric car to get? Is Ireland any closer to fixing our shambolic public charger network? And how can range anxiety actually make you into a calmer, more zen Driver. Well, I'm joined by Mr. EV Ireland, Derek Riley, General Manager of Nevo.ie and founder of the EV Ireland channel on YouTube. Derek, uh, we're going to get into the topics, the topical stuff and the how-to stuff uh, in a second. But can I tell you about how buying and driving an electric car has made me zen and calmer? Tell me you, <laughs> it, it, it has taken me by surprise. I've gone from being Jeremy Clarkson to Daniel O'Donnell on the road The guy who doesn't gun through the lights, the Mm -hmm. guy who sits in the left hand lane, just contentedly, you know, toddling along while everybody zooms. That is now me. And the reason that that has happened is ironically because of range anxiety. So my range anxiety Mm -hmm. for the electric car that I bought six months ago, I've been driving it uh, along and I have range anxiety for it. And that has made me go 20 kilometers per hour, slower on motorways. Because of efficiency. Because of efficiency, because I know I'm not going to get to Mm Belmullet if I drive it at 120 kilometers per hour or 105 kilometers, 100 kilometers per hour on on the primary roads. It has forced me into being a nicer person.
1: So we're not going to call it range anxiety anymore. We're going to call it range awareness. Right. Number one. Number two, they've done studies with some uh, London taxi drivers that went electric and like you say, calmer more focused, happier drivers. Less opinionated? Not sure.
0: <laughs> so I am definitely less angry. I am much less likely to be the one looking for the little gap yep. in the road or worried that I'm 20 seconds uh, more delayed. I will actually now write off that two-minute delay being behind the truck or the bus or the little old lady as being, ah, that's fine. And I now look around and go, oh, look, it's springtime. Oh, look, there's a sunset. Oh, yep. look, what look at that cottage over there. More mindful. More mindful Anyway That's my uh, story uh, To tell Um, Can I ask What has happened To the electric car subsidy?
1: They've reduced it From €5,000 To 3500 From the 1st of July Why are they doing that? The government have decided Rather than subsidising The purchase of electric vehicles They're going to keep That pool of money In that electric vehicle space And start subsidising The charging networks And the charging stations Around the country
0: Why do they need To do that though? And this is something that could apply to lots of topics. Aren't we rolling in billions? Why do we need to ring fence um, money from a subsidy for electric cars, which because of the high price of electric cars has generally been considered to be required Mm -hmm. for demand for that? Why do we need to raise the price of electric cars to improve the public network?
1: Uh, the budgetary requirements. I'm sure as a government, they have to make sure everything balances and the, the ring oh, fencing is well. required. <laughs> it, 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 we, we don't have to do that.
0: I mean, we're, we're so many billions in, in the black at the moment. But I guess my question would be, do you think that this might lead to a slowdown or it might hit growth in sales of electric cars. I don't
1: think so, Adrian. I think it's €1,500 over a three-year period, maybe a repayment on a car. It's like €100 Euros or €10 Euros a month, you know, €100 Euros a month, but, which is not small money, don't get me wrong. But what I feel is if you were to ask anybody, a EV driver or a non-EV driver, would you prefer a slightly cheaper car or a better charging network? I think the majority of people would go towards, I'd prefer a better charging well, why network. Why can't we have both? I am not in government, unfortunately, and I can't give you that answer.
0: Well, look, um, speaking of the charging network, um, it's still kind of dire. The other thing that I have uh, found from driving an electric car around the country is it is really, really very poor. Now, mostly you will charge your car at home. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And we'll get on to that. Um, What is, in your opinion, good enough for a charger when you're on the road? Do you see things like fast chargers or high power chargers? Mm -hmm. You see different numbers, 22 kilowatts, you know, 50, 250. What should you be looking for?
1: Definitely, when well, understanding your own vehicle, first mm. of all. So every vehicle has a maximum charging speed it can take. So if you can only take 75 kilowatt hours, there's, is there any point you pulled up at a 150? Because you're probably not getting the maximum out of that charger. So, and I know we're going to speak about etiquette later on. So really what we should look at as, as consumers is motorway and trunk roads should have a minimum of 150 kilowatt charging. And then whatever car pulls up can take the maximum of that.
0: So, but if I... Sometimes, if I am on a motorway, for mm-hmm. example, I will see in my little map, and mm-hmm. I will come onto those the best apps to use. Um, a choice between say two or three destinations down the road, and some of them will say fast charge, some of them will say high power, some of them will say twenty-two uh, kilowatts, kilo some, some of them will say fifty. Some of them will say what? What? What's the number? What you should, should be, I be looking,
1: looking for a hundred plus if you can, or anything above fifty.
0: Anything is, above fifty. That's what I was looking for. Is the for. fast okay? And let's say let's say fifty. Yes. What am I going to be looking... If I want, say, a 30% top-up mm-hmm. um, on an, a regular electric car... Mm-hmm. The average. Average, VWID3, mm-hmm. something like that. What's that going to give me? How long yeah. is it going to take? 15 minutes. 15 minutes yeah, on a 50-kilowatt 50 50
1: horse. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So in around that. It'll depend on the battery temperatures. There's a lot of variables in this, but that's a kind of a good rule of thumb.
0: Okay. The free ones that you used to see and you still see in supermarkets, mm-hmm. are they
1: being phased out yes. at the moment? Right. They are. Not a lot of free ones in supermarkets even anymore. Mm. Like the Aldi's and Lidl's are all turned to pay to charge. So there's very mm. few free vend anymore around the country. Okay. Some hospitality sectors like hotels may offer to guests but it's a big but cost they're very as well. slow as well. Aren't they? take hours and yeah. hours. Destination yeah. chargers.
0: Um, why aren't there more uh, chargers? In your opinion, I, 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 the, the last time I checked with the government on the figures, I think they said there were something in the order of seventeen hundred or, or, or so, and only a small percentage of those could be considered to be faster or high power chargers. Why aren't there more? Is it a power grid issue or is it a profitability issue?
1: bodies to make the connections. So ESB networks, the authority that's charged with actually putting these in the ground and making it that the connection can make. So they're on a big recruitment drive at the moment. And there are a lot of other resources being called upon them. So the likes of the data centers, the likes of the high power stuff. So the way ESB operates is when you put in a request to make a grid connection, it goes on a list. And whenever you are on the list, that's when they'll come to you. And ESB networks just haven't got enough bodies on the ground to make that list go faster.
0: And do we know whether they have a backlog uh, of requests from people trying to right. establish? Yeah. So, large fueling courts?
1: networks have a budget of money, six, seven million euros, that they want to spend. Mm. They want to put in charging chargers in their fuel floor courts, but they cannot get that connection yet. It is on the list, but they're desperately trying to get more chargers into the ground. There's a lot of organisations that are looking to put electricity chargers in the ground.
0: And do they have any idea of roughly how long it takes to get the green light on that? Not is at the it moment. months? Could it, it be years? months.
1: I don't think it's going to be years, but it's definitely going to be months. Yeah. Um, and obviously, these are organisations that need to put budgets in place as well. Um, and so I can know that there are charge point operators that are saying, we've got four million to spend before the end of the year. Mm. There are fuel networks that are saying, we've got six million to spend before the end of the year because they can see the uptake of electric vehicles in the Irish market and more and more of them are on the road.
0: Mm. And what about then in cities? I'm fortunate to have a driveway, so um, the charging, uh, the, the home charger that I have, which is an uh, OMI, which is now VW's um, partner charger, I think, um, that works absolutely fine. But most people are who are in apartments, for example, have a much... Uh, the, the, Big challenge there, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and we're actually, as a country, we're lucky because 80% of people in Ireland have a driveway Mm. or the ability. Is that that many? Yeah, whereas in the UK, it's 40%. Yeah, because wow. we're a very dispersed population. Yeah, we're, not we're not very dense. population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So apartment charging, there's a couple of solutions for that. Uh, there is a grant available so that the uh, property management company can apply to put charges into the car park if there is a car park. Yeah. So there's that option, number one. But that's two. only
0: going to be a handful as well, Yeah, it, it? well,
1: usually if there's an apartment built, they usually have a car park associated so with it.
0: But they're probably only going to put maximum five or six.
1: They have an option of up to 100,000 euros or 80% of the actual cost. So they can, put in, and I wouldn't want a charger at every spot. I'd prefer mm. communal charging, mm. So because I'm only going to charge once a week. So there's no point really putting a charger in my dedicated spot, but put in four or five communal spots. Are you spots in an apartment? or in an apartment, or or an apartment block. So how do you charge? So downstairs, there's one communal EV charging one. spot. Yeah. And we have a round robin. We have a WhatsApp group. I'm on the charger. Who's going on to the charger? Then there's back office systems that will set up a queuing system. Do you know what? Uh, it's another WhatsApp group, is it? It is. I mean, is that not just a hassle? So there are back office providers the likes of a company called Monta that actually will put in the app that you charge through. You can sign up as a. am queuing on this and then you get a notification to say Adrian is taken. I don't know who Mm. it is, but the charger is now available. It's your turn to charge. You see, I have
0: made a certain amount of allowances and compromises um, in what is convenient to to go electric. I've always wanted to drive electric. Some people out there think that I've been very critical of uh, electric cars and and, and the setup, but it's not because I, I don't like it's because um, I've, I've just tried to, 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 to be constructively criti- uh, uh, critical of the setup here in Ireland. But I don't know, the idea of having to wait in line via WhatsApp group or even via a convenient app like that to recharge the car, it would put
1: me off, I have mm. to say. There, there, we're going to have to change how we live, how we charge. The planet is not getting any better at the moment, mm. global warning. So there is going to be a slight inconvenience, in my opinion, but we're just going to have to make that change. That's a
0: fair point, and that is the high road to take, and it's one I ultimately uh, agree with. But I'm I'm just saying it it, it, it could be um, an inconvenient. Let's talk a little bit about etiquette, though, because one thing I hear Uh, uh, EV drivers giving out about is um, the it's not just that there aren't enough uh, charging points. It's the whole way that they're placed and the queuing mechanism for it. There's one in particular on the road to Cork uh, in Cashel Mm. and there's a big McDonald's there. And I think there are about there's about four or five in uh, there in one spot. But on a busy day. there could be 15 cars waiting to get in there, but nobody knows where to queue. So you literally have angry dads sort of at their wheel just waiting and nudging all the time and waiting
1: for... Waiting for the space. It's a mess. And we'll start to see that reduce when there are more. So the EU are bringing in a regulation where X X amount of kilometres, I think it's 60 or 70 kilometres per motorway, there has to be an EV charging Hub. Hub. Yes, so not Uh, one or two, you're talking five, six, eight. Right. So you know then you're not waiting to go all the way to Cashel. You can go 60 kilometres before that or 60 kilometres after that. There's going to be another hub. There are going to be multiple chargers in there and you'll be able to sit and wait if you have to wait. But there's always going to be at bank holiday weekends or high traffic weekends. There's going to be an issue where there's going to be pinch points and choke points.
0: Well, see, the issue is it's not just going to be bank holiday weekends anymore because... EV sales are increasing very strongly Mm -hmm. year on year, but the number of charging points aren't. So even without the extra pressure of a bank holiday weekend, a regular day's charging outside your home. It's starting to
1: creak at the moment, for sure. And the Irish EVO Association, they've done a study across the major motorway routes, Dublin Cork, Dublin Limerick, Dublin Galway, etc., etc. And they've said, right, for X amount of, petrol stations, there should be an equivalent number of EV chargers, Mm. exact ratio, we're seriously lagging behind at the moment. Now, investment is coming, but it's down then to that grid connection and getting that connection to the grid because the money is there. Companies want to come in. They know there's going to be profit in it, especially on the motorway because it's not cheap to charge on, on an EV on the road.
0: No. It, it's, it's, it's probably
1: equivalent to petrol or diesel oh, at the moment. It,
0: well, right now it's more. Mm. Uh, if you were in a in a high power uh, charger, for example, um, I was in a position in Fermoy a few weeks back where I had to go from 20% to 95%. Mm-hmm. And it did the job, but it cost me considerably more than yeah. diesel would have cost
1: and now the, what we're starting to see on the continent, some of those charge point operators are starting to lower their price because the wholesale price that they got it at originally or they mm. hedged their bets at is starting to lower. We haven't had that in Ireland yet, but the EV drivers are starting to say, hold on a second, we know energy prices are coming down. Why are you as a charge point operator charging so much? And we're also going to start to see competition in the marketplace.
0: And then there's a secondary etiquette issue because even if you do find a spot uh, and uh, or, or a hub, there is now a reasonable chance that a hybrid driver, for example, uh, might be there. And they might decide to go into the restaurant and have a coffee and leave their car there for 35 minutes when really their need for an electric top-up is tiny compared to yours. They, they will definitely get to their destination on their petrol. Mm-hmm. You will not get to your destination. Without that top-up. But you're both treated equally.
1: Yeah, and it's if they're charging, they're paying for the electricity. So, But you know what? we're all human beings. If you knocked on the window or saw them leaving the car and said, you know what, are you going to be long? So there's definitely a more of a sense of community. People are talking to each other, understanding oh God, and working through But did through we it. have to,
0: I mean, I, I hear what you're saying and you're a much better human being than me, uh, Derek, because you, you clearly have much have a much better aptitude for doing that. But sometimes I just want to go where I want to go. I don't mm-hmm. want to have to ask for a favor from somebody to charge my vehicle. Do you know what I mean? More charges required? More charges uh, required. Um, Now, um, talk to me a little bit about some of the new models coming in. There's been quite a few Chinese entrants, isn't there, into the market?
1: Yeah, so we've got the likes. And it's not just Chinese brands. There are brands that you think are European but are currently being made in China. Like what? Volvo. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. BMW. Mm -hmm. iX3. I and didn't know that. Yeah, Chinese-made, shipped to Europe. So you may be thinking you're driving around in a German-made vehicle, but yeah. actually, no, made in China. It's German-owned, but Volvo Correct. is a Chinese company, right? Chinese, yeah, yeah. exactly. Geely is the name of the company that owned them. And so we've got the traditional automakers that are manufacturing in China, but then you have new automakers, the like. By the way, just from an environmental point of view, a German-owned
0: company um, making its cars in China and then shipping
1: them all the way mm-hmm. back to Europe? Not ideal, but the carbon it's footprint. It's less than not. I mean, it's
0: worse than not ideal. <laughs> yeah, That's I suppose they're looking mockery, at manufacturing.
1: It? Yeah, it's, and they're definitely looking at optimizing and seeing where's the best. So you can see with the Tesla model, they build factories on each continent. Mm. So you've got the German factory after being launched yeah. a couple of months ago, the Chinese factory, Giga Shanghai, and then a couple of plants in North America mm-hmm. as well. So they're very much about optimizing where they build and then ship to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm just looking at maybe BMW are building in China because that's a huge market for them. And then they're shipping over any bits that they need in the European market.
0: So what about the Chinese models that you can buy now in Ireland? So you've got the likes of the Aura Funky Cash. Make okay. Great Wall Motors. They're doing quite a bit of marketing at yep. the moment. Absolutely, yeah. So who's that pitched at?
1: It's, well, with a name like Funky Cash, it's probably more, it's pitched at everybody, Adrian, but is it more of a feminine car? Mm. That's down to the
0: So it's a smaller car. It sort of looks a little bit like a cross between maybe a Mini and an old Ford car, something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: Beetle, Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, maybe Beetle. So a lot of these European designers are now moving to Asia and starting to take poetic right. license from... Mm. Older vehicles, Porsche. But funky cat's supposed to look like a bit of a Porsche. Oh yeah, as well. I can see that a little bit. Mm-hmm. That
0: that does flatter the the Funky Cat a bit, though. Have you driven one? Yes. And what's it like?
1: Not bad. It's they've put, optimized the space in the rear rather than the boot space. So the boot space is a bit on the smaller size. But mm. if you're carrying around four adults on a regular basis, they'll have no problem popping under that. The technology within it, I think, is one of the better ones out there. Why Their is Their voice assistant is very good. Oh, and they have a learning tree within the panel, so you can see how advanced you are at giving directions. Very much like the skills within the so other voice assistant. Can assistants.
0: I ask you? A semi-off-topic question on that. Do we have any concerns about a Chinese-made electric car and the tech under the hood there from a point of view of uh, voice control and the collection of data?
1: You know, whether you're using a Chinese mobile phone or a Chinese laptop, Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but that's my point. The Chinese
0: mobile phones, there's a bit of a crackdown on a lot of them. I Um, don't think so.
1: I think also the operating system, you can plug in your phone and you're using the Android Auto or the Apple CarPlay then mm. within their infotainment system. You're not reliant on theirs.
0: Okay, and so as a driving experience, you 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 were pretty impressed then? Yeah,
1: not bad, actually, yeah.
0: What kind of range are you going to get You're out of it? You're
1: talking about 300 or 400 kilometers. There's two different models, so there's a 300 WLTP now. Ah,
0: so, so that's, goes, this goes back to my <laughs> Zen remarks at the beginning. So just for anyone listening who uh, is unaware, the WLTP ranges that are advertised in car dealerships are accurate if you... Sort of, if your average driving speed is sort of somewhere between 60 and 85 kilometers per hour, good for cities, um, good for short hops, uh, a lot of short hops, absolutely disingenuous and inaccurate if you're doing um, motorway driving at, 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 at the, the speed limit. No, no. Even <laughs> in the summer, even in the summer. So I if I fill up my car with uh, an electric charge, which nominally has a WLTP range of about 420 kilometers, 425 kilometers. If I say drive down to Cork, which is... 200 and something kilometers, I will use something like 75% or 80% okay. of my battery if I go at 120 kilometers yes. per hour. Y- you will absolutely tear your battery life to shreds if you go at 120 kilometers per hour. Now, as I have said, there is a sort of a grown-up sort of zen way of dealing with that, and that is just to, to give in and just go you know, At s- slower than the speed limit. And I know you've done that several mm-hmm. times as well, because some of your videos they, yeah. on, on, on your YouTube, <laughs> when I watch them, you're driving from Dublin to Belmont and back. <laughs> When you're in the motorway section, it's all sped up so you, you can compress it into one video. The motorway section, you're always the slowest car on the road. Every single car <laughs> is passing me. you. Every tractor but is passing you. look how zen I am, Adrian. I know, you are. And you are, as I said, you are a better human being than me. So it has clearly worked. But the WLTP range then on the Funky Cat, um, you're saying it's between 300 Just and 400 two models, kilometers. so there's
1: a 300 model and there's a 400 model. So depending okay. on the model that you go for, real world, you're probably looking at maybe 50 kilometers less than that
0: and on average. Mm, yeah. So depending on how you drive. Um, what, what other models? BYD.
1: BYD, yeah. Brand what, new. what is that? Who are they? One of the largest battery manufacturers in the world. So mm. they, they make a lot of batteries for your mobile phone. So you may be listening to this on your mobile phone on the way in to work at the weekend. And your battery in your phone is actually... Be, so they're originally a battery company mm. set up in 1993. And they've been making cars for the last 20 years okay. in the Chinese market. Last year, they sold more cars, electric and electrified cars globally than Tesla. Hmm. So a lot of people don't even know the name of this company.
0: Globally, does that really mean China, though?
1: That really means China, okay, for sure. And they're expanding hard into a number of different markets. So they've already launched in Ireland with the Atto 3, which is their mid-size SUV. Mm -hmm. um, Reasonably priced, good range, very good tech. So just take me through that. What what does reasonably priced mean? So that one, the Atto 3, is coming in around that €40,000 mark.
0: Okay, I mean... I suppose in the context of an electric car that is reasonably priced, it's still kind of pricey.
1: If you take the top 10 combustion engine cars in Ireland, top 10 best-selling, yeah. that's going to be €40,000 on average across all those 10 cars. Okay. So the cars that we're already buying are that price. And so if you can get an electric one, you're winning.
0: Yeah, yeah. although for... On a price-by-price price comparison, petrol diesel... And here we go. Hey, here we go, Weckler haters. You, I'm about to give you about two minutes of, of, of your father. Price-by-price price comparison, you are getting more space range uh, on your petrol or diesel equivalent for the same price than you are on your electric.
1: I think BYD is starting to start to shrink that gap. Okay. So the Ato 3 is a good size SUV. Okay.
0: So roughly, in terms of petrol in, or diesel size... You're
1: probably talking the likes of a Volkswagen Tiguan.
0: Okay, so that's like a small SUV correct. that's bigger than a Golf, correct? Or it's like slightly bigger than a Golf, slightly raised. So that's the, the that's that's the size of BYD, and that's for forty thousand. So Tiguan would cost at least forty thousand. There you yeah. go. Okay.
1: Now i recently just back from Madrid. I tried the BYD C Dolphin. I have to remember mm-hmm. all the different names. Okay. And uh, so that would be more of a Volkswagen like ID three size, mm-hmm. thirty thousand euros.
0: Really? 30,000 yes. euros with Starting a range? Off,
1: uh, 440 kilometers. Okay. Now, now we're talking, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> no, we,
0: I mean, we, we, we definitely are. I suppose you have to buy a car called Dolphin, do you?
1: At the moment, yes. Mm. Uh,
0: Does that mean it comes in weird colors or anything? Or? There
1: are some beautiful pastel colors, yes, but they're standard colors. well, mm. like the blues and their greys, etc.
0: Okay. Okay and so let's say you're you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in say a BYD Dolphin mm-hmm.
1: for example w- where do you buy one of them two showrooms already in Dublin and one in Cork Is
0: BYD specific ones and- right? or are they part
1: of B- B-Y-D specific. So they've been brought in by a company called MDL, Motor Distributors Limited. Okay. They're all the company that's bringing in Mercedes-Benz. Yep. Mm-hmm. So established Irish brand, mm-hmm. Irish family owned, uh, and they have dealerships around the country. Mm. But there are two dealerships they've opened up to B-Y-D in uh, Dublin North, Dublin South, and in Cork. So they're managing those three. Mm-hmm. And are there are other, other dealerships going to be appointed, like any other car brand, around the country.
0: So you walk in, you can go for a test drive. Right. And what's demand like for them? Really good at the moment. And mm-hmm. they have stock. Okay, which is a very important. Yeah, because stock has always been in, has been a serious issue over the last year. When I um, bought my car, I'll just say it's a VW ID3. It was cheaper for me to buy it new. This I, I never thought I would buy a new car. The, to me, buying a new car is a mugs game, waste of money. Not only that you're idiots. A mug, Adrian, only idiots buy new cars, <laughs> and the only reason I did was because if I had gone to buy. A say one year old Volkswagen ID3, it would still have cost me about two grand more, three grand more than to buy a brand new car with zero kilometers mm-hmm. in the car. Because if I to buy the brand new one, I had to wait six months. And um, so people who wanted one right now were willing to pay for a one year old one with kilometers on it. It's starting to equalize now, but the used okay. car market is definitely because that. So how is, speaking of resale. How is resale value holding up on electric cars? Yeah, there's cars? definitely
1: a starting to people are starting to understand what they need to understand what they need to ask when buying a used electric vehicle, and so it's battery health or the state of health in that battery. And running a report or getting a report from the dealership, uh, what how was it looked after? Where am I going to charge? How am I going to charge? Etc. So
0: on the battery health, that's a question that I get quite mm-hmm. a lot. How do I know if the battery is going to last? For example, well, the
1: manufacturers will give you a fairly decent warranty. It could be five, six, seven, eight years. Mm. And they'll say, within that time period, we guarantee that the battery state of health will be at 70, 75% health. I think it's
0: usually between 70 and 80%. They'll they'll say after something like seven years, which is pretty good. As anyone uh, who knows anything about batteries knows, whether it's your phone or laptop or anything else, batteries do degrade over time. That's just a law in um, electronics. And home charging. So the one that I have at home, it's called OME, O-H-M-E, very happy with it. It charges very well. Comes with its own app. Uh, really, really good. Um, what are the other uh, common ones you can get? Yeah, so
1: you're going to get the Zappi box mm-hmm. charger. You're going to get the likes of uh, Wallbox itself, which is a Spanish brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all Zappi would have been the one originally that would have had solar integration, which would have been a big thing for ah. people. So if you have solar panels, you could charge your car off, that's, off that charger. Mm-hmm. But now they owe me... The uh, wall box, etc., are all having that solar integration built in, so that USP is no longer there. Uh, in the UK, what they're starting to do is they'll only give you so. There's a grant at the moment for. So a I was going to ask:
0: Is this? We know the subsidy is reducing for the vehicle. Grant. Is it changing at all for no, the it's home charger? No, still there.
1: And you don't. Originally, you had to prove that you had an EV to avail of that grant, which is 600 euros. Is that right? You had to give a VIN number. You had to take a picture Ooh. of the car outside your house when you got it. So there was a couple of hurdles to jump. Mm. Whereas now, if you want a home charger in your holiday home in mm. your parent's mm. house that grant is available 600 euros off the cost of installation and purchase
0: wow okay yeah. okay so it's still it, that's actually still a reasonable deal because so you're, you're the standard cost is somewhere like a grand a grand and a half Correct. something like that isn't it and you're getting 600 back then. so it, it should cost you under a grand all in I
1: did. and then there are fancier ones out there Adrian like everything bit of tech there's a mm. nicer looking ones ones with better functionality smarter longer
0: cables as well I got one with a couple of extra meters mm-hmm. a longer the cable meter, Yeah. Um, and and that I have to say was well worth for sure. was Well worth it. Yeah, and
1: it's expensive to 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 go increase from five meters to seven meter. Mm. It might have been an extra hundred euros, but as you say, better looking at it than looking for it.
0: Oh yeah. Now talk to me just briefly about the apps that Uh, are there out there
1: so a lot of cars will have their own apps a lot of charge point operators will have their own apps so people talk about you know what I'd love if there was a single app that could do it Mm -hmm. all not at the moment but there will be European legislation coming in where interoperability has to be so you can have one app and you can go on any charger so
0: at the moment what do we have
1: Uh, PlugShare is a good one to see all the chargers that are in the marketplace okay so that's number one, and that's a crowdsourced. Mm-hmm. If you find a new charger, you can upload it, take mm-hmm. a picture of where it's located. ESB eCars is mm-hmm. the state one. they run all. would EasyGo is a good one because mm-hmm. they'll run on Circle K, they'll run on Ionity. But is, that run on is that
0: only their own charging points, or will they include the ESB ones they'll as well? They'll include the ESB. So okay. EasyGo
1: will allow you to roam, is what they call yep. it, on ESB and Circle K mm-hmm. and Ionity. Um, Apple Green are starting to come into the market. They have their own app. Huh. But uh, that's so for the their own...
0: Stations, okay, so, so at the really moment there's gonna... a small
1: bit of siloing going on. Mm. EasyGo is the best of them. What about, because what about ZapMap? ZapMap is good, very much like PlugShare. Okay, it's just you can't upload as easy when you find a new charge point.
0: Yeah. See, I think what most people, I, I know somebody who rented uh, an EV recently to drive to Belfast, and she had to like download three different apps and two or three different payment methods. Tap to pay is coming Okay. As European legislation. It's very frustrating. Yeah. I mean, even as somebody who, who's used to it now, it's still quite frustrating. I still have to shuffle through apps and shuffle through payment cards. And some of them will give you a physical payment card. Then you should bring that card around. Some of them will let you pay through your phone, but not as easily through the card. And it, I don't and know. And you know
1: what? Once we have a, a plethora of charging operators, the ones that are easier to use mm. will take a top card... Consumers are going to start to gravitate towards that. Mm. And the eco. at the moment, we're a small bit div- divided, but it will start to meld together.
0: Okay, just finally, um, Tesla is holding its share worldwide, looks like. Um, in Ireland, though, a lot of the other brands seem to have it caught up, if not over... Taken it. What's your viewpoint on that? I
1: still think the price point of Tesla Model Three of just around forty thousand euros for a brand new Tesla Model 3, mm. 46 for a brand new Tesla Model Y. There's and they have stock. They have inventory. They're not building mm. to order anymore. They're just pumping them out of the factories. There is a new Tesla Model Three. Is coming. a Tesla
0: Model Three still? Wor- I mean, it's an old car
1: now. Tech is great. Efficiency that's, that's like is great. What? Eight years old? The styling of it, yes. But they have a continuous improvement. Mm. So you might have a, a car that's X amount of years old. So 2017, 2018, when they came to the Irish market. So maybe five years. That car that if you buy it as a model three today it would be totally different. There might be a totally different door handle mechanism, might be a totally different center console. Role. So you it may look like the same car on mm. the road. So there is a face or is a refresh coming called Project Highland at the moment. Mm. So that is coming down the line. But the fact that they've got over there updates, the fact that you can get into a car that might be getting, give you an extra 50-kilometer range because overnight on your Wi-Fi. Yeah, I
0: mean, the the, the tech inside particular particularly the software approach, is absolutely fantastic. It's it's top of the range, no question. You can't get a Model X right-hand
1: drive, though, no. in Ireland. Or I mean, I've seen
0: people giving, give, giving out about <laughs> yeah. that.
1: They've said, uh, Elon and Tesla have said, no, you can have a left-hand drive if you want. Why? Because EU rights? Brex- because of Brexit? No, just because the, the you can get it in UK, right? No, not in UK. No oh, right-hand I drive see. at all. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like we're making a production line. We're only going to do left-hand drive. Mm. I think they'll cave, but they don't sell a lot of X's and Y's. Sorry, X's and S's in Ireland, mm. really. Because you're a handful.
0: Towards 100 grand, over, right? over 100,000 yeah. euros. Okay. Look, uh, Derek Riley, general manager of Nevo.ie and founder of the EV Review channel on YouTube. Thank you very much, uh, as always, for sharing your expertise uh, with us and also for being uh, a nice human being. That's all we have time for For me, Uh, Adrian Weckler uh, on The Big Tech Show in association with Square. Thanks to Tabitha Monon, who produced Gav Hennessy on sound and to Conan Doherty on video. And we'll be back with you same time next week. Bye-bye.